the mouthpiece. A wrestling podcast once again with your boy Darry Lips and as always, my broken soldier Gio. Hey man. I'm gonna say the F word. Darry Lips is my friend. Wait, what I, I decided that I realized that we were friends when you sent me a fucking picture of like a molded Bob Ross. <laughs> I sat, I'm sitting in a voice chat and he sends me this Bob Ross. I'm like, so what are you doing? He's like, oh, I've got this Bob Ross head. I'm like, what is happening? He, okay. he grows, he grows grass on the head. <laughs> oh, gee. Like, what the... Gio, don't, don't try. Oh, we, we, we got a request in light at the last minute. Spiteful, damn. Oh, you'll, you'll enjoy that one, Leo. Gio, Gio. <laughs> and as always, joining us right, really close to me this time. He's, he's, I can almost touch him. Uh, Demo is here. Hello, how about you, sir? I'm a bit disappointed. Like I'm literally at touching distance, and I'm still third billion. <laughs> Behind this Bob Ross plant pot making mother effer. <laughs> you know. Bob Ross heifer. Right, we've got a lot to go through, so we need to jump straight in because there's been all kinds of madness. So we've had NXT Roadblock, we had Raw, we had SmackDown, we had uh, Revolution. Um, we have the thing at Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden stuff. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy week of wrestling. So we'll jump straight in. Where's we'll start with the most recent last night? NXT Roadblock. That happened. Um, I watched half of it and then uh, fell asleep, to be fair, before the end. So I finished it this morning. Um, I shot at that main, at the, the main event. Yes. So, like, I know, Damo, you'd said that Dolph was winning. But I didn't, you know, as much as I thought that would be cool, I didn't actually think he would. But Dolph Ziggler is the new NXT champion. I mean, good for him because he's doing something. Well, it definitely carries on their vibe of saying, you know, that something was always going to be on Raw. And I think it was good. It's good for Bron Brecker because obviously Standard delivers on WrestleMania night one day, isn't it? So that's going to be NXT's 2.0, probably biggest show. And he gets to beat Ziggler at it. So, yeah, I was just surprised. I mean, he didn't pin Bron Brecker, so it makes sense on what's coming. But yeah, Ziggler, NXT champ. I like it. I like the I like the, the the balls of doing it. Other than that, it was much of a match. This really everything else wasn't it. I don't. Who's the mess people that are beating up the Creed brothers? Don't know. Don't know. And a kid is coming. I think that's quite good. So he's been decent on NXT. Yeah, he has been decent on UK. So I think it'll be a good thing for them. But yeah, I, I don't know the the tag division. I I, I like MSK. I'm just kind of over MSK a little bit and. But I don't know. So it's weird. Um, apparently Harland as well, who obviously got up in uh, Zion Quinn's face. Uh, but um, Harland's got dark matches on USA and on yeah. Raw and SmackDown. So Champa and Bron are booked for some Raw and SmackDowns. And Harland is booked for some dark matches for Raw and SmackDown over the coming weeks. So that should be fun. I mean, that should... Uh... I think they'll start moving things about, but I think it's also part that they're going to have NXT stuff on Raw. So, um, but again, it was much of a match. This like the street fight was just a plug and play street fight. You know, Grayson Waller with the win. Meh, it was what it was. It was what it was. Um, it's just ready for standard deliver. To be fair, um, Raw obviously. I think the main talking point 
I, it's funny. So everyone was going nuts about how good Edge's promo was. I found the whole thing a little bit weird. I don't like it. No, everyone tweeting out like this is why he is the best uh, promos, and I thought it was one of his worst. To be fair, um, but what wasn't bad was the tag team title match that opened the show. Yes. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was great, and I thought the ending was great. I just realised. Me and you sat through the whole of Raw. Yeah, we watched all of Raw. That is the first time we've done that in a long time. Long time. Yeah, we sat and watched Raw, all of Raw uh, this week. Um, and it wasn't terrible. No. I actually quite enjoyed Raw this this week, apart from like the 24-7 nonsense. Um, don't exist. Yeah. But I thought um, I thought the match was really good because they had good time to do it. Rollins and Owens are just great. It's really good to see Randy Orton having so much fun again. Like, that is it. Yeah, like he's just living his best life right now. I called him his friend. Getting to do all this alongside my friend is the best thing that's happened to me in wrestling in 20 years. Yep, in oh, 20 God. years. So who do they face though? Profits? I'd like to think the Profits should get their moment. Yeah, I, I would assume it'd be Street Profits, RK Bro, is my guess at WrestleMania. Uh, but it'd be a shame not to have Alpha Academy there because I think that those two have done really well. Chad Gable is probably some of the best that I've seen him do for a long, long time. Um, yeah. With the shush. Shush. Love that. Um, other than that, the 24-7 stuff. How jealous are you of Tozawa, Gio? How jealous? Oh, I like to meet his talent. I would never, like, kiss her. Ah. <laughs> You're a liar. You wouldn't say no. You wouldn't. Say no. You wouldn't. She'd carry you around with your dodgy knees. Oh, God. Um, Omos beating up uh, Cruz and trying to get us excited for him and Aziz just didn't work for if me. that match happens Mania week, I am done. Yeah. Omos v Aziz at WrestleMania. Is that what we're going with? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Um, a little bit more. There was uh, Finn Balor versus Austin Theory, Damian Priest. Broke it all up with a new look and a much darker vibe. Um, Priest versus the Demon is um, definitely where they're going, yeah? Damien versus Demon. Oh, Damien versus Demon. Um, 100%, I would think that's what they're doing. And Finn will probably go over. But Damien Priest is doing well enough. And then the big one. Kevin Owens come out after saying during the show that he figured out a way to get to WrestleMania and called out Steve Austin to a KO show special, but Austin replied saying, like, call it a match, call it a brawl, call it a fight, whatever you want to call it, blah, blah, blah. How you feel about how they've booked this? Is this the only way to get Austin back in, do you think? And is it even worth us seeing, or is it just for a Texas pop? Texas pop. Yeah, and I think it's going to be like a brawl because he's not going to be able to wrestle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austin was always going to be involved with it being in Texas. Yeah, and I think what better way to do it than have him stunner the probably the most dynamic heel on the yeah. roster. And so that leaves the question: is what do they do with Seth Rollins right now? Seth Rollins is the only big name that doesn't really have anything. Doesn't yet. You've still got. <laughs> did, you see, did you see what uh, Dave Meltzer wrote? He goes, maybe they should call Shane McMahon back since he's supposed to wrestle him. <laughs> Well, that was the original plan, didn't it? it was Shane yeah. versus Seth. But do you think they that's where Rhodes comes back? Is for Seth? Oh, 
That would be interesting. Because Seth can take that defeat. Yeah. Like, Seth is almost untouchable for me. And he's blacked out all his social media, already. Everything. Seth Rollins has blacked it all out. Yeah, yeah, he turned it all off. After, like, they showed, like, him look like he'd gone crazy after the tag match. Um, all his social media has been blacked out. Maybe because they know that he talks too much. <laughs> um, my guess is it's Cody. If Cody's to come back, is there anyone better than him facing Seth? Um but it's just how they go about it. But at the minute, Seth's like the only guy to be fair, doesn't have anything. I feel like even if it isn't Seth Cody, I'd rather, if I was Seth, I'd rather not have a match than have a match against Shane McMahon. Yes. We don't want to see Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon 15 years ago, fine, I'd take it, but not, no, no, sorry. Yeah, no, I don't want to, I don't want to see it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, leave Shane where he is and that is nowhere. Um, Right, a lot of AEW stuff this week because I actually watched Revolution as well. So I wanted to make sure we touch on that uh, because, again, I think for me, part of AEW's problem is people are not being fully honest with them. Like, the reviews are over the top um, because it was good. Revolution was good, but everywhere I've seen is like 9 out of 10. The first two matches were this and sting doing that and this that and the other and it wasn't that at all like don't get me wrong it's a solid six out of six seven out of ten the dog collar match was great um it was long like i was up till like 5 a.m so yeah, I think it's like five, five hours with with buy-in that means because the buy-in started at 12 and that's that's a lot like it's a lot um but yeah it was it was good and like the problem i have so like the house of black versus Penta and, and Eric Redbeard and Pack is it didn't need the two big guys. I like what's his name? Brody. 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 Um, but they didn't need and to be in the match. The problem is so Brody's a really talented wrestler. Very but Eric Redbeard is not. Yeah. And because all their spots featured Brody and Redbeard, it lessened the quality of Brody. Yeah. So it was basically like you said, two two tag teams with a big guy each when actually Brody is as much part of the tag team as uh, Malachi Black is, but Redbeard was literally just brought in as a oh look we've got someone to go up against your big guy. Like no, it doesn't. That's not how it works. You need to have some kind of. There was no story behind him joining, and there was no talent behind him joining. Nah. I yeah. Know yeah. That Phoenix is out, but Death Triangle are a set of very talented guys, and they just brought in this big lump of shit. Yeah. Like, no one needed to see it's Redbeard back. It's going to sound disrespectful, but, but that man only has a career because of Brody Lee. Yeah. Right? He doesn't, there's no, no other reason for him to be around. Yeah. They keep him around for that oh, factor, and it's not enough. Surprised it was on the buy-in. I think it was on the buy-in because he's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, it could be. Um, Right, so then it started up with uh, Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston's gut makes me think that I could still be a wrestler. What the hell? Uh, bless him. Um, Jericho was had less of a gut. Yeah, yeah, Jericho. Yeah, he does look in good shape, to be fair. Um, problem I had with this, it was good. It was the camera work. Nothing on Kingston and Jericho because the ending of it, was so obvious that you could see Jericho's hand was like free, that he could have got out of it before he tapped. They had the complete wrong angle for it because it was just bad. Um, 
yeah, Jericho's the right person to help put Eddie Kingston over. I don't. I'm t- a bit tired of Eddie Kingston with the same rinse and repeat promos and stuff myself. Um, he he's decent in the ring, but I don't think he's. Nah, it's, I don't think he's AEW level. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he's. Uh, uh, any, I don't think he's AEW level, but it was a good win for him. And Jericho said that he's gonna shake his hand on tonight's um, rampage. What's it called? Dynamite. That's the one. Fuck it up. I'm getting all my names confused. Jericho, he's gonna give him the old nut kick. Kick him in the nuts. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, tag team titles, uh, Young Bucks versus Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express. Called it. I said Express were going to retain. Um, it was just a massive spot fest that you knew it was going to be. But it wasn't the same kind of spot fest as I'm used to seeing with the Young Bucks. Yeah. Like, we didn't have the stupid super kick party. We didn't have, you know, it was a spot fest, but not to the same level as I've come to expect from them. Yeah. It actually I mean- surprised me with how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was actually really good. And I'm not a big Young Bucks fan. I mean, it moved on their feud with Red Dragon. It leaves Jurassic Express with the belts away from all that situation so they can do that feud and not have it shine out of anything that Jurassic Express are doing. So I think it was the right win. And it was a really good match. Um, Next was the ladder match. Needed someone with some ladder experience in the match. If only... I'm not sure how many times did we count that they said that about Christian. We were up to seven within the first five minutes. Yeah, seven times at the beginning. And I think we all lost count with they saying What's about it? ladder match experience with he Christian. Probably the weakest of them all because he didn't carry the match like you'd want him to, like you yeah. needed him to. Like... And it was, again, that, that again was just a spot fest with one big crash. Mm. Like it says, yeah. Um, sometimes you need a match like that. I didn't enjoy it as much as some ladder matches. Yeah. I don't. I, I would already agree. Now, I read a Vince Russo thing that said that they're already misusing Keith Lee. They need to change his booking pretty quick because, like, the guy, the jobber he had was, like, a 10-minute match. Yeah. Like, you can't have Keith Lee like that. Like, they're booking him for me the same already. I know it's only been very early, but I would worry already about what they're doing with Keith Lee the myself. The problem is, I find that they put him into that powerhouse slot but then they literally have a man called Powerhouse Hobbs who has done that spot for the past mm-hmm. six to nine months. Wardlow has done that spot for the past... And Wardlow is so over right now. Like, they've got they've got too many people in that. Look at us by that powerhouse. Like, we can throw people around. Like, you could argue that, like, let's say Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Eddie Kingston sort of has it. Brody King's got it. Like, every, they've got too many. And he doesn't stand out. He's just there and I mean I wasn't when he when he debuted it wasn't even the most exciting part of that particular dynamite and I don't think having him in the ladder match did any favours to anybody. He was just there to hold up a ladder. That's literally all I can remember is he held up the ladder with Wardlow when um Cassidy tried to get the belt and then he got knocked off the stage. That that's it. Yeah. But it was a good win for um for Wardlow. Wardlow is great right now. Wardlow is my favourite thing. I'd argue that the only thing they got right in that ladder match was the winner. Yeah. It just was 
wrong mix of guys. I mean, some of the Orange Cassidy stuff was good. When he hopped up on both their backs to try and reach, yeah, yeah. And reach the, yeah, the so ring was great. I think he was the only other person that came out of the ladder match looking like they'd had a decent, not a good, a decent match. Yeah. Because he had the spots that were comedy spots, which is his character. So it's yeah. fine that he would get those. Yeah. He never expected him to win. Yeah, he did the right spots. Too many people were carried through the match. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a problem. And the, the, um, who was the, the Sammy spot was pretty good. Or was it Cassidy? Was it Sammy? The wasn't in that match. (laughs) No, it was Cassidy. I can't remember which one. Anyway, Cassidy, I enjoyed was just there for the spot face. But as you say, as ladder matches go, there's been better. Yeah. Um. Then I had my smoke and bathroom break for Jade Cargill versus Tay Conti. I'm not really, I'm not really into either of them. I mean, I'm, I mean, I needs to fight someone big. Conti is fantastic. However, it was a predictable match that you knew the ending of before it yeah. started because of how they've built Cargill. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. And it was a bit much. Um, then the dog collar match. Now this is the one. I thought this was great. Yes, it was great. MJF is a fucking star. I think it was. There you go. MJF is a star. Yes. To be fair, though, I think both guys in this match put on an incredible show. And CM Punk's not the wrestler that he used to be, but he's the storyteller that he always was. Yeah. Do you think they go again? Or do you think it's a one and done? One and done. I think Punk's going to go for Page. Yeah. And I think MJF have got the inevitable feud with Wardlow that we've all been wanting. Well, I say all. And I'm assuming Punk now goes for the title because that's what he's been talking about all week. And he motioned it at the end, didn't he? Yeah. Why said whoever won that match? Sorry, that's my problem. Is why fuck up Adam Page's title push by giving it to CM Punk because fans not going to win it. I don't think Punk wins. Yeah, I think agree. I don't think Punk wins yet, but I I don't know. I mean, he could. It depends what kind of contract and agreements he has, I suppose. But I, I genuinely don't think he'll win it. I think it was always for me. It was always that he would get the shot, but I just don't see him winning it because of. We've got that inevitable page and the books versus Cole. Oh, oh yeah, they that's you know, definitely the, happened because they've already teased Kenny coming back on yeah, the buy We'll get all sorts of yeah, Omega Cole and Page yeah. stuff with the title on the line, further down the line. Yeah, maybe. So when I say page and the books, it'll be Cole and Red Dragon, Omega and the books, Page and two members of Bullet Club from wherever. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, that could work. Um, for MJF, obviously Wardlow come out and turned on him. Um, he spat in his face, didn't he? Basically, yeah, no, yeah, no, Punk did the spit. Yeah, the ring at the end. So that's Wardlow turning. Um, so I'm guessing MJF moves on to Wardlow. If Wardlow wins the title, I'm assuming from Sammy, I'm assuming Wardlow's going to get that belt. I would I assume so. he wins the belt. Um, and then they'll do Wardlow MJF stuff, unless MJF screws him out of it, which again cool. maybe. I feel like they should put a title on Wardlow right now. I feel that they should put it on him. Um, but it was great. I marked out for that, and I thought the match was great. And it didn't feel like MJF lost anything. It felt like they were just out to beat each other up, and yeah. somebody survived. I think it was pretty much like that. I think if it hadn't have been for Wardlow giving Punk the ring, you'd have been like, they've screwed MJF there. But yeah. having Wardlow hand the ring to Punk, and it ends that way. Exactly, and they hurt lost them. They lost from MJF. If anything, he came out looking better because you know that there's that boom storyline coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then I felt a bit sorry for Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa having to follow that match. Um, 
and I didn't really like this match because of the two girls outside. It was, it was just a bit much. I mean, I'm guessing that she, that Thunder Rosa will win now at the St. Patrick's Day event Ooh. in her hometown, isn't it, as she well? And it's like a year. Tonight? Yes, Layla tonight in number one contender Which, thing. I, I mean, Layla, they seem to be pushing quite hard. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about it. Like, she's talented, but she's not good enough. Is it just because of her win record, though, that they put her in a match? But does, does losing to Thunder Rosa hurt her a bit and, like, any momentum she's building up? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to make it too political as to why I think that pushing her towards a title feud now isn't the best of ideas. It's Yeah, it might be brave. Yeah, yeah. It might be brave. But AEW do like to try and shop. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, And then, obviously, the, I think... The main part of this was at the end of Moxley, Daniel Bryan. Um, just a fight was pretty good. Uh, you know, we, yeah, they, I, you I knew what those two were going to do and I how they were going to do more, it, and they did it fine. I wanted more, but I wasn't disappointed. Yeah. It's a weird one, because like, I came out thinking, oh, I wish they'd done so much more, but at the same time, I was like... I think part know. of their problem, too, is that we'd already had so much blood and violence in yeah. the Punk match yeah. that this, you know, they couldn't do much more blood and violence that we'd already seen. Um, so that was difficult, but at the end, the fight they started fighting again, and William Regal, of all people, came out and broke him up, made him shake hands, get in their face, and slapped William Regal <laughs> slapped them both full in the face. And William Regal is now all elite. I wasn't seeing that coming. Um, I think it's good for AEW to have someone like him. This signing, I do kind of get. Um, is he gonna do? more behind the scenes stuff or do you think he's there as like managing these two i would like to see him manage them two in the stable that brian hinted at a few weeks ago where they were bringing in the younger guys to get them to the level yeah i think that could work really well because they're tagging tonight and they moxley and danielson moxley said to brian on dynamite last week that he wouldn't consider tagging with him until they bled together yeah and then, and then they've done they that. And he got headbutted by William Regal. Yeah, yeah. That does have a bit. But yeah. I thought it was good. And William Regal is is great. Fantastic pickup. Yeah, great pickup. Sensible pickup. You can have like a almost a GM figure now. Tony doesn't have to get so excited yeah. in the ring. He looks like me 15 years ago sometimes when I see his promos. He gets so fucking hyped, doesn't he? <laughs> It was just that one promo we did where he was like, you'll find him in seven days! <laughs> yeah, crazy. Um, then my main disappointment, the six-man tag. I wish I'd taken that match as my pick. Yes. Like, I don't want to see a 62-year-old man doing anything, let alone jumping off the barricade into four tables. And this is before, you've got, like, before this has all happened. You've forgotten that the match was a 3v3 that became a 6v3. Yeah, no apparent reason. We didn't it was just carnage. House of Hardy fucking nonsense going on. Yeah, it just wasn't. It just wasn't great. I'd have rather have that on the buy-in. That should have, yeah. Yeah, and then put the other but three at the same time. Can you put your TNT champion on the buy-in? Yeah, exactly. And can you put if you're having Sting jump through tables on the buy-in, um, whatever, who, whatever dick Sting has sucked to get his position in that roster. It's crazy. He must fillet like a madman. Because Tony Khan's a WCW fan. Yeah, he's an old WCW fan. But even so, like, I can't get behind Tony wanting him so heavily featured 
clapping behind people within the business telling him it's a good idea and I, even more so i can't get behind the fans that sit there chatting you still got it when but he has clearly hasn't had it he has for a long fucking yeah, time he has and like a few things that came out of that match sting doesn't have it stop saying he does what are they doing to andrade like matt hardy can take the loss because we know that the party boys yeah. are going to come back tonight probably cassidy could have done any number of things he's a really good worker high flyer he should have been doing the jumping spots yeah instead he almost died when him and sammy did the spanish fly thing they looked really they looked cassidy. it was the other guy the guy that had interfered i think actually but either way whatever but to keep pushing sting to these positions where he's just basically beaten five men single-handedly because sammy was out of it mm. darby had had the piss beat out of him and yeah, Sting came back, beat Andrade, Hardy, Butcher, Blade, and whoever else was there. And I'm just like, oh, just stop. Just AW fans, this is like, I love the product. It's fantastic to watch. But you all need to get off that fucking train of Sting is the greatest thing. Exactly, like this match, that like you had Sting doing that, which looked uncomfortable. The end, Darby Allen completely missed the coffin drop, like with Matt Hardy, moved out of his Matt way, Hardy to be moved fair. Out of his way, yeah. Like, and he still got the pin. Yeah. Even though you saw very clearly that he missed it. I just, I don't know. And it's like the review said, is you worried about what you hoped that no one was injured rather than enjoying the match. Yeah. And that's not a good sign. Um, definitely could have done without it, but it is what it is. I just don't want to see Sting doing that stuff. That's like watching Goldberg jumping through tables. For me, like Sting is becoming AEW's Goldberg. Like just stop now, you know? Like, okay, you've come back. You proved that your neck's okay. You proved you can maybe do a couple of matches. You got away with it a bit. But stop now because, like, I don't actually think it helps. Like, Sting should not be the star he's or there. the only thing that we're talking about in that match. He's supposed to be there to help Darby Allen reach that next level. And every match that happens where it's Sting and Darby mm. further pushes Darby backwards, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I do. And like I said, I quite like AEW, I think. Yeah. Darby could be a superstar. I don't think he's ever going to get to the levels that MJF and Sammy are inevitably getting to. But, you know, he's he's going places. And he's young so enough. He's still got a long time to go. Granddad over there. Um, and then the main, the main event, Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Again, it was it was always obvious what was going to happen. And it was at the end of a five-hour show. Yeah. So, like, for us, maybe, I, I can't speak for what it was like for Americans and stuff, but it must have still been pretty late. It's like 5 a.m. for us. Yeah, yeah. So it's coming on midnight. For everyone in the crowd, you could just hear, you know... It just didn't help the match, and it was so obvious how it was gonna end. We knew there'd be shenanigans. We knew that. Yeah. Like, I expected a little bit more in the shenanigans, so I was yeah. pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. But and they didn't really try and tell a story. There wasn't the part when I thought, "Oh my god, is Adam Cole actually gonna win this?" It didn't make me think. No, because there was that one time where he hit the last shot slash boom drop, whatever. Yeah. It's going by now, but I said straight away, it didn't lower the sh- his knee pad. He didn't get in the win off that. Yeah. And yeah, there was no real But yeah, it was solid. It was a good seven out of ten. I wouldn't have given it the nine that everyone else is screaming about. Like I can't see if WWE put on that exact same show, the people giving it nine. And that's part of the issue that I have with AEW. Um right, so as of today, Jeff Hardy is officially a free agent. Does he show up straight away tonight? Yep. Gio, you think he shows up straight away tonight? He might. I mean, did you see the news about WWE possibly suing them over him? Yeah, because apparently he told someone 
in a phone interview or something was it yeah, like it was a, on, a, on a radio phoning that he was going and he told someone that he was going he was just ready he was ready to sign the contract whenever it was ready for him and wwe have said that that was them breaking yeah trying to break claws i don't know surely though if non-compete just means he can't wrestle but does that mean he can't talk i i think it was the fact that he mentioned the contract that caused the issue ah okay i think he can have the talks but he can't they can't propose they can't put on paper what they're offering him right it's the issue fair enough he essentially said not in those words but he essentially said he'd sign you know, they've been teasing it, so I see it happening eventually, because they've been like, Matt Hardy, you're acting erratic! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Uh, right, scrolling through our bit of news. Um, AOP discussed their WWE releases. Um, they just had a tough time, innit? Tough time. Like, both of them yeah. said that they hold no grudges because... No, I think of all the releases, they probably make the most sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, they were injured all the time. They've had some offers. I expect them back. I do expect them to go back if they can prove their fitness. I think there's visa things going on with them now. There's a lot of visa things going on. A lot of people. And yeah. have to see. I, I think they'll make a return to wrestling at some point. I think. And I, I think only to get fit and healthy, which is what it sounded like they said in the interview. Yeah, I still expect them back for WWE, and I hope so. I liked AOP. Yeah. I liked to be in NXT. I liked the stuff they did with Seth. They're just made of bad paper. <laughs> Speaking of made of bad paper, <laughs> the next one I scroll to Chelsea Green's arm. Good lord, she just cannot uh, fix that arm, can she? And it's the same arm. She's had surgery. Yeah, it's a fourth break in eighteen months. Fourth in eighteen months, and they wonder why she gets released. I feel for her because, like, yeah, of she's, course, but she's she's not great in the ring, but she's decent enough to get by in the ring. But, but she's just not had enough time to like build up any momentum yeah. or to get better well, or to develop. Spot, boom, yeah. Broken. I mean, she's probably she's hurt around more times than Geo's got excited over Tamina victories. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think Tamina has won more matches <laughs> than she has broken arm. Um, but yeah, bad. Uh, Hall of Fame inductees Vader was added, and I had a bit of a discussion in uh, a wrestling Discord about. I don't feel that Vader's got there particularly out of skill, more out of the pool of people that's available, like a default pool of fame for me. His best you shut your mouth, Vader's fucking awesome. Right, no, sorry. <laughs> Vader's best work was in Japan. Was in Japan. Yes. Okay, like, fair only, enough. No, no, no. And it was only because he was the big dude that would do the flips and shit. Yeah. He made other people work better because they could do stuff to him that you wouldn't expect them to do. Like, not taken away from the man, you know, for some of the things that he did of his side, fantastic. But his WWE run slash WWF run was shit. His yeah. WCW run wasn't much better. It's a bit mad. Everyone tried to tell he me did. that his WCW stuff was underrated. I People know. only remember Vader because he's good work in Japan, and that for me doesn't make him Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, he's got in there because there's not much available, and unfortunately, he passed. Yeah, and the one that announced today. Uh, Psycho Sid is to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, oh, apparently. Fuck that dude. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's Hall of Fame worthy. If you were to what? say to most people what to remember of Sid as a wrestler, it's the leg break. Yeah. Why'd you make me remember that? that I'm still a bit asshole no showing my no showing the wrestling booking and causing me to have to go to an airport at three in the goddamn morning. <laughs> 
if you go to an airport at three in the morning, you better have been drinking. Yeah, you better have been drunk. That's the only way that you need to go there. I got a visit for airport duty. And miraculously, he left his wallet at a convenience store so he couldn't get on his plane. Well, Cuffed him. Went to go play fucking baseball and fucked us. I'd just like to say that is not very convenient. <laughs> well, now he's in the Hall of Fame. So there you go. Maybe you can go ask him for like the ring as re- as return. <laughs> oh dear. Um. Yeah. So that's it. Um. Uh. Obviously, Vince McMahon had his interview as well. Got the ring down with Pat McAfee. Loved it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good good thing for Vince to do. I think it was important that Vince did something like that. Um. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was very important, and he spoke very well. And it announced, obviously, Pat McAfee will be fighting Austin Theory at WrestleMania as well, which will be cool. They'll both put on a banger. Both of them are perfectly fine to do yes. their thing. They're really serious about this. They pulled them for main event matches to like train up. Yeah, yeah. I think WrestleMania card so far looks alright. Um, it's WrestleMania related. Other rumors for the Hall of Fame. Okay. Queen Charmel and the Steiner brothers. I could see the Steiner brothers. With everything going on with Bron Brecker, now this year would be a would good be one to do. Now, if that's yeah. the case for him. If Bron beats Dolph yeah. and then the Steiner brothers go in there and Queen Charmel. Queen Charmel. Charmel. You, if she's you guys seriously trusting Steph Steiner with a live microphone? He's going to do some maths on how many years it took to get into the Hall of Fame. And it took uh, uh, Bron Brecker to get it done. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so there's the pictures. He's blacked out his bio. Uh, Twitter doesn't have his name on. Seth Rollins is completely blacked out. Everything. And the, the biggest news, Tony Khan bought, a, uh, bought the ROH. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to at the end. Um, yeah, huge. I think it's great. I have a little bit of an issue with it. Oh, it's the fact that they're going to use it as their developmental, which for me feels like a bit of a. It's sort of like you're pissing on the legacy of Ring of Honor. Like, we all know Ring of Honor was always underneath, and people would go through Ring of Honor and then. Yeah, but he wanted for the tape step up. But yeah, well, yeah, that's obvious. But I just think it's not developmental. See, I think, yeah, he's bought it with the hype and everyone's like, this, this, this. But he's bought it to fix his bloated roster. Yeah. And they're gonna, and it's pretty clear that they're going to use it like their NXT. Like, Ring of Honor is now going to be AEW's NXT, which feels a little bit of my dick's bigger than yours sort of thing. It's a bit insulting for Ring of Honor. For me. It is. Like, with the history of NXT, like, there's nothing... Their, their NXT was their own creation. Ring yeah. of Honor was there long before AEW was even a thought. And for now, them to be... Basically, the developmental. I mean, it's great for Ring of Honor that they've they've got a home, and I think it'll be good for some of the guys on the rosters and stuff. To, you know, more people will be able to get some work and stuff. But I'd agree with that that it feels a little bit, a little bit shitty. Uh, but it's a huge library that they bought, and yeah. I'm hoping now that means maybe some kind of app or streaming thing that AEW do to yeah. get it all on one space. They have to do that next. Um, but yes, great news for Ring of Honor. But I do agree with it hearing that it's going to be developmental. And if if William Regal isn't in charge of it, I swear to God. <laughs> but yeah, so the first thing that they're recording under AEW's rule is in the first week of April. Um, so yeah, congratulations to them. 
Right, Mr. Geo. It's review time. Uh, yeah, listen, I got a good one. Yeah, you wait till first, you see, see what you, you got after. <laughs> first of all, I would like to say happy birthday to my friend Joey who requested this pay-per-view. Happy birthday, and thank you for giving him actually something that he hasn't complained in my Discord about. He hasn't told me to go <laughs> fuck myself or anything this week. Um, yeah, so it was the 10th anniversary of Starcade, even though it was the 11th one, which I still blows my mind. Starcade 1993. Um, and the card was decent, I will say. Yeah. So we get started. Tag team match. Pretty wonderful of Orndorff and Roma with the assassin in their corner taking on two cold Scorpio and Buff Bagwell with Teddy Long in theirs. Um I, yeah it's it was a good start i'm not gonna lie it was uh it was a good start um assassin got involved to help uh get the win but it was solid it was solid enough it's a good way to start um a pay-per-view and then second matches when you know wcw stuff uh Shockmaster take it on awesome kong with king kong bundy is it no just king no, kong I not in the corner. It's not King Kong Bundy. Sorry, I know it wasn't. I, was just, I was reading fast. They were just two masters called the Tongs. Yeah, and Shockmaster is just, well, you know, it's Tugboat. I don't care what they call him. It's Tugboat. Hit him with a big pit slam. You know, big fat guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, WCW Television Championship, uh, Lord Stephen Regal. Uh, with Sir William in his corner. I, yes, I can watch these two work together anytime. Yeah, against Ricky Steamboat, yes. Yes. I mean, even though it was a time limit draw, you don't feel bad about that. You know? Like, yeah. Ricky Steamboat, like, I don't know if he is. I don't think it gets mentioned enough with how many great matches that Ricky Steamboat has actually had over many, many years. You know? Like, if you think of great matches, a lot of them end up drawing you to Ricky Steamboat. You know, a lot of them do, um, but it was a it was a draw, so that means Lord Stephen Regal kept the television championship. Uh, tag team match: Cats Jack, Max Payne, which that get just the name scares me because the game was so horrible. He uh, he actually sued and won a lawsuit against the game. Did he? Yeah, well, they don't even spell it the same. Doesn't he spell his name with two X's? Yes, but it was the fact that they used the name Max Payne. Wow. And he won. Yeah. Wow. Fair enough. Um, they took on Tex Lazinger and Shanghai Pierce, which was Henry O. Godwin, um, which is just weird for and me. Phineas. Shanghai Pierce. What the? That's Henry and Phineas. They're the bad ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Phineas. Yeah. And... I prefer them as Southern Justice. Because I like, Funny. I always worried that the Godwins could only go so far because it's like, you know, they're farm boys. When there was Southern Justice with Jeff Jarrett, I really liked him. I thought that was great. I mean, Funny note about Max Payne is he was in the WWE as Man Mountain Rock. Huh. Wow. And then he, after he left there, he tried to sell this like, Cam recorder footage that he recorded on a tour of Germany, and Vince McMahon absolutely said no. <laughs> he 
the shit out of him to get this thing blocked because there's only like you can watch the trailer on YouTube and the trailer alone would have like messed up Vince's life because it's like the you see Shawn Michael and Diesel like with a bunch of pill bottles and oh it was it was it's bad. Damn, I might have to go find that. <laughs> I need to find that on YouTube after this. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve Austin taking on Dustin Rhodes for the United States Championship. Uh, got the third, second high, longest match of the whole card. Um, the lights went out during the match. The lights went out? Yeah. What? They like, went out for like four minutes and Jesse Dabati was like, oh, it's so great, the lights went out. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. The notable of the lights in the arena going out briefly during the second fall, shortly before the finish. I wonder if they spent up the finish to get that done. Uh, but Austin did win 2-0, to zero, which is quite strange in a 2 out of 3 falls to have a 2-0. Normally, they try and make a style it out. But uh, no, Austin, uh, Austin retained again. No, Dustin Rhodes was champ. Austin wins the United States Championship, which he won a lot of times, to be fair. Um, then the international world heavyweight championship <laughs> which you know yeah rick rude versus the boss which was like his fifth name in wcw now was it god what was the international world heavyweight championship i don't remember this one it was the nwa title but nwa split from them ah okay well rick rude won it by beating boss man guardian whatever his name is in WCW. Um, yeah. Uh, WCW Tag Team. Yeah, Fair enough. WCW World Tag Team Championship Sting and Road Warrior Hawk take it on the nasty boys of Knobs and Sags with Miss Hyatt, who is amazing. Um, obviously, the titles didn't change hands because it ended in disqualification. Um, yeah. Hyatt interfered, which caused the disqualification, gave Sting and Hawk the win. Um, but yeah, solid enough match again. And then there's the main event of Vader versus No, wait a minute, scratch that. It's not Vader versus Sid. It's Vader versus Ric Flair because Sid got fired. Yeah. So Ric Flair, and it was career versus title match, which I think is already the third one of all the ones you reviewed. They, you know they put this story together, I think, in two weeks because. Originally, they had filmed everything, and Sid Vicious was the champion. They filmed a bunch of shows with him coming out with the belt. And then he got drunk. He went backstage, and he bragged about it. And R. Anderson said, well, what the fuck are you getting a title shot for? And he said, because Old Topper's like, you can't bring in the money. And they brawled at the hotel, and Sid stabbed the shit out of him with scissors. Yeah. Uh, Arn Anderson and, and, and Sid Vicious had a fight at a hotel that resulted in a double stabbing. <laughs> Did you ever read how many freaking wounds were on them? There was like over 50 stuff wounds on each of them. I don't feel like, and who would have broken that up? Like you see Arn Anderson and Psycho Sid fighting. You're not getting involved in that. You are letting that be. <laughs> you are letting that be. But yes, title versus career. Ric Flair won. Um, standard. So yeah, fair, 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 fair. But no, solid enough. And we had a request literally before the show. I text someone, and I was like, "We need a pay per view." I added WCW 
And he was like, no, this ECW. Yeah, I did, but he didn't go down. <laughs> he didn't bite. So he he remembers being 12 years old and a WCW pay-per-view was on non like not paid for British TV. It was on ITV, oh, no. so it was on normal. Oh, no. And it's called oh, Beach Blast 1993. <laughs> yeah, this was on ITV. I know what this I know what this pay-per-view is. <laughs> because okay, they they back in the back in like 92, 93, WCW paid way too much money to put on these mini movies to advertise their pay-per-views. And all I remember out of this one was Sid Vicious walking on a beach with with sandals and fucking socks. And then some midget planted a bomb on a boat. Yeah. And wasn't this <laughs> where, yeah, this is where they uh, dubbed it the Masters of the Power Bomb because it was <laughs> Big Van Vader and Sid Vicious. Um, okay. But yeah, so this was on normal telly for us Brits. Normal telly. Right. So tag team match, Two Cold Scorpio and Buff Bagwell taking on the Godwins. Uh, opened it. Um, wow, that's the name I haven't heard for a while. Uh, Lord Stephen Regal with uh, well, he was now under his name William Dundee taking on Eric Watts in a singles match. Johnny B. Bad, Mark Camaro for WWE fans, uh, taking on Max Payne in a singles match. Uh, the WCW World Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and hey. Steve Austin. Nice, who were chaps? Uh, taking on the four horsemen, Arn Anderson and Paul Roma. Uh, Iron Man for the vacant WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. Dustin Rhodes taking on Rick Rude. Um, NWA was obviously, it was still called the World Heavyweight Championship. Ric Flair taking on champion Barry Windham. And then the main event was the Masters of the Powerbomb. Big Van Vader and Sid Vicious taking on Sting and Britain's own Davy Boy Smith because it was live on ITV. They had to get uh, they had to get the guy in there, and they did. That is your card. Uh, Paul Londoff and Ron Simmons are on the pre-show for the World Television Championships. So okay. yeah, um, yeah, good luck with that. But as I say, he only remembers it. It's the only one he could think of because it was live on ITV. Which is quite a big deal for us guys. We didn't have it. No, we we kind of wish that it stayed behind a paywall. To be fair, but you know. do you know I have well, I have a hard drive where I keep like some of the wrestling shows on to watch my Peacock, and I have like some like the British broadcastings of some of them, and like they just outright interrupt it for like. Random commercials and football matches. Yeah. Excuse me, do you mind? They are not random commercials. <laughs> we have paid advertisements that take place at specific times during our TV. It's not our fault that your stupid TV but is structured for six. i some board game atmosphere six times during SummerSlam. <laughs> that's, that's, that feels like a huge yeah. problem. And they did cut the end of SummerSlam to move to a football match. Yeah. That is actual truth. <laughs> Sky were like, nah, we're done. They didn't even cut the end. They cut off this horrible crush and demolitions match. It was like crush versus Re- uh, it was crush versus Repo Man, and they fucking they cut it off in the middle. And they're like, and now we take a break for football. And they're like, take a break, Scott, take a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, great. Um, 
Right. News just in. I also have news. Wow. Miro's AEW yep, contract has been extended. <laughs> yep. Four wow. Four-year deal. Wow. Wow. Because he's actually been really good for AEW. I think he's been better. He's been better. Well, so that contract's done. Um, so, yeah. Apparently, the deal was agreed upon late 2021, but didn't get signed for a little while after that. His original deal was slated to expire spring this year. So, he only signed like a one-year thing. 18 months. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. He confirmed a contract extension with AEW during appearance on the Kurt Angle show. Didn't get into specifics of the deal. And news went under the radar at the time. So apparently he's already said it, but no one paid any attention. Um, so that's it. Um, Frankie Kazarian, Tony Schiavone, and the Young Bucks have also recently signed extensions. Frankie Kazarian, why? Like, just why? Good talent for over younger talent. But I can't stand him. Or Christopher Daniels, and I don't care. Um, I'm sticking to it. I've just read that um, it looks like we are never going to get Dominic versus Ray. Um, Dominic would prefer to learn from having his dad alongside him, and he hopes that when Ray inevitably turns over to retirement that he wants to um, inherit the mask and become the new Mysterio like his dad and granddad before him. Wow. Um, and the other thing that I've just read is that the uh, women on the WWE roster are pushing for Natalia to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. To force her to retire? Uh, <laughs> just because of everything that she's done and the incredible career that she apparently has. I say apparently because I haven't seen it myself. Um, they think that she should go in. I mean, Natalia, again, well, will go active. into the Hall of Fame. They want her to go in while she's active, though, because it'll mean more because of everything that she's and that, Like, as much as I find her quite dull, she's a safe pair of hands. I do understand that. That one I understand, yeah. but I've never really been a big Natalia fan. She's always like, oh, chap hasn't got a storyline? Natalia can step in. Oh, this person needs, like, putting over? Natalia can step in. She's just a safe pair of hands, isn't she? Hey, your dad's dead. Oh, we upset you. <laughs> Every time she goes to the title, they're always like, you know Jim the Anvil Nightheart? Your dad is dead. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, they do. Like, it's always. Um, um, also, just uh, something that I've just seen. William Regal has been removed from the coaches section of the AW roster. And added to the active men's roster. Wow. He also has records. So they put a record. Oh, no. See, no. No, it's gone too far. Yeah. I was excited. No. Are they going to have him wrestle? I fucking hope not. No, don't do that. Okay. See, I was excited for them to have him in like a coaching manager, useful backstage, really help with Ring of Honor. But he's been moved to the active roster and given a record, which is 0-0 at the minute. Oh, no, 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 no. no. See, that, don't. You made a good sign-in, but don't do that. Um, oh, my gosh. I'm yes. Going on to the roster yeah, Damo is now <laughs> frantically. Um, other bits of news I've got written down here. Nikki Bella's said they've got their ticket booked to WrestleMania. Do you think that's just them trolling and they're only going to be at the Hall of Fame? Or are you expecting to see Bellas do something? Maybe get added to this crazy women's tag match? Do you think they'll wrestle or do you think they're just trolling and going to be at the Hall of Fame? At this stage, I think put them in that tag match to improve it. It feels like a bit of a clusterfuck, doesn't it? And to have Rhea back in the tag picture already. With a new part. Like, after the... like less sense. Oh, like, why are Liv and her going for the tag titles? 
I'm what I'm hoping. I'm, I'm assuming that they'll keep put it on Sasha and Naomi is what I think, and then have I got the team bad, retire the team title. bad. Uh, can confirm it is on AEW's website. Wow. I hope that's <laughs> I hope that's just not a thing. I don't want to see William Regal wrestle. The best member, all right. <laughs> um, MVP apparently is fit. He's just waiting to be cleared. Um, apparently he's good to go. Obviously, still no word on Bobby Lashley if he's back. Um, but uh, MVP is just waiting for clearance. And Brian Braun Strowman and his control your narrative stuff. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, did you see that posted in the podcast? Uh, yeah, I think so. Go on. Where they're like, listen, the views of the people who were on this place aren't ours. Please stop. <laughs> Basically, fuck Braun is what controlling narrative said. Idiot of the week goes to the entire signed population of control your narrative. Yeah, they did a terrorist hostage taking segment. Yeah, on one of their shows. What the fuck? Yeah, what the? No, I saw it. I was like, no, I'm not seeing this. I had to check and then check again. Oh, this is yeah. It, yeah, it was. It was... I don't know. Control your narrative is is bad. <laughs> it's it's bad. But EC three would have been the roughest looking dude out of everybody that's been released. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I'm, nothing about what's happening with or what I'm hearing about control your narrative. I am interested in like nothing. And didn't Braun straight that TV deal was imminent? I don't believe they've it. They've got a TV deal. They've got one. Yeah, yeah, they've got a TV deal. Oh my um, God. I can't remember what the company's called and nobody's ever heard of it, but they've got a TV deal. Wow. Yeah, give that one a miss. For me, I like maybe good luck to them. Bunch of guys that maybe deserve a chance, but I just don't. I'm not feeling that. I am not feeling that. And uh, finally, um, uh, go on. Uh, Braun, uh, no. Bray Wyatt, William uh, Wyndham Rotunda is making his first post-WWE appearance this Sunday at Showcase of the Legend 7 in New York. He's going to be available for meet and greet, photo opportunities, autograph signings between 10 and 2 with Dr. Britt Baker, Trish Stratus, Scarlett Bordeaux, W. Morrissey, Rikishi, Dustin Rhodes, Eric Redbeard, Ilva Uno, Tori Wilson, and Matt Cardona. It's his first wrestle wrestling thing since leaving WWE. I still don't expect to see him come anywhere very, very soon. Um, I I don't know. Maybe he's just testing the waters back, um, because he's doing this horror film project, and I'm expecting him to stay in that avenue myself. So I forgot to ask: with all these with all these contracts coming and going in AEW, did FTR get released? Because they're I don't taking. No. I don't think they're released. I think FTR have got a deal until yeah the summer. I, I think believe. it's in the summer. Um, okay, because they took indie dates and then they posted something that if they didn't win that battle royal, they were just leaving. Yes, yeah, so I think they, they joked that they were retiring because they didn't win the battle. Okay. Um, they are taking indie dates because that's part of their contract is they can still take indie dates and indie bookings. Yeah, okay. As long as it doesn't conflict with AW. Um, but it's widely expected that they will face the Briscoes at the Super Show of Honor at the beginning of April. There you go. But yeah, they, I, I don't expect them to stay. I don't. Yeah. I think I they'll go off and be indie just free. Not because of anything that AEW particularly have done, done. I just think it's better for them. They want to be free to just rock up and do 
gigs like for me. I, I mean, could AEW come back? Because of what AEW have done, though, I think like you've got them and PNP are easily the best two tag teams that they have, and they play second, third, fourth fiddle mm. to the Young Bucks, to Jurassic Express. Who, okay, Jungle Boy is going to be a star, but Luke Soros is this, like, go away. The Young Bucks, obviously, they get where they are because they're the Young Bucks. And then Red Dragon have come in and just taken their spot as well. So I think if FTR leave, it is entirely AEW's fault. Yeah. For mismanagement and poor booking. And I think they go off, hit the Indies, do New Japan, and show why WWE and AEW both dropped the ball on them. Yeah. Well, good luck to them, whatever. But I expect them to leave. I expect them to leave. Obviously, we're fast on the road to WrestleMania. So, obviously, over the next couple of weeks, I think a lot more stuff will be Vince, happening. We got Vince doing Undertaker's induction. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted it to be Kane, but I totally understand why it's Vince. To be fair, I totally I totally get the Vince choice. Yeah, Vince. The Undertaker was the only person who's never jumped ship or left Vince's side from the yeah. 90s. Yeah, and he's just he's got a, he's got a fifteen year contract still, hasn't he? Just in case he ever wants to come back and do anything, I mean, and so he doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it was so important that this man left WrestleMania to go to the hospital with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's huge. Um, I can't, I think I want to say who inducts Vader and Psycho Sid. Jim, uh, Jim Cornette surely has got to do Vader, no? No, for Vader, it's probably going to be Mick Foley and Vader's son. Fair. Psycho Sid? Ah, uh, Sid. I don't know who's even... Well, Sid is the thing. It's like... The only thing Sid did relevant was being the Million Dollar Corporation. I don't think they're bringing in Ted DiBiase for anything with all the money shit he's been getting in trouble for. Yeah, he's, he's, he hasn't been... Uh, he's been frowned upon. Sid will be an interesting <laughs> one because that literally could just be anyone. Maybe his family. Maybe they'll just make it some family members. I mean, Sid's alive, so maybe it'll just be Sid. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Well, I, like, I don't know. Maybe you should ask to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get yeah, you a walk, get you a walking stick you with your crippled up knees and stuff. We'll sort you out. You'll be all right. <laughs> right. And on that bombshells, we are going to bid you farewell. Um... Guys, make sure you check out the, the Pun Network Discord. Um, all the podcast stuff will be going through there. You can make suggestions to Geo, stuff you want to talk about. You can put your requests for anything in there. All of that's just, moving to the Twitter as well. Um, Geo is game. Yeah, you, you've heard the reviews. Geo is game to watch pretty much anything wrestling related. Um, so get your requests in there. Um, that's about it. Boys, thank you so much. And I'll catch you both next week.